Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rhodes got screwed by the bloodline again. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by Dan, the professor, the truth, your jam that champion, Leighton. And welcome to the Rest Talk podcast review of Monday Night Raw. It's got to rhyme. Not to be Ant and Deck about it, but... It doesn't have to rhyme. I've, but no, but I, it I actually felt that my emphasis on that he got screwed again was if anything more powerful than if i'd have just done a churlish rhyme roads got screwed and it broke my soul or something i don't know just like I, 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 it didn't break my soul though it's just i thought it was a very good finish fine welcome to this episode <laughs> of raw that took place on um a date that i will not pronounce because people were very angry with me yesterday look i have also learned something which uh, is I've added Pat McAfee to my list of people I'm not going to make any comments about because Look, people get really like there are three names that people get really het up about if I say anything remotely uh, uh, negative of them. Seth, Pat, and Miz. Miz. Uh, th- th- those yeah. those are the three. So I've just decided. I will not pass any comment on Pat McAfee. It is just a very curious thing how I saw a couple of trailers back in in like over the the thirty four years I've been on this earth where someone has said "Come in July two and like I mentioned it thinking that's a bit silly and funny, and they got so <laughs> cross with me. America, calm down, it's fine. Have some beans on toast. They get really offended by the simplest thing: beans on toast. They don't like at all. Uh, I mean, it's not a person, but I had fourth uh, football. Uh, you do, yes. You, if I if I don't if I get my football wrong or my American football wrong, uh, Americans get very angry about that. Uh, but I find Americans to be a very fascinating. I love America. Place. I mean, I love America. I've only I've been there four times. Yeah. Um, two of which has been Florida. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just those four. And I've I very much enjoyed my time there. But you know, I'm, I grew up in the '90s, so I, I it took in a lot of American culture mm. through through TV and music and stuff. Yeah, I love it. But I find America to be a fascinating country. Never was that so truer here on this show when a bull riding guy was like a celebrity in the ring. It was like good champ- for him. championship bull rider, and I was like, uh, America's fascinating. This was such a fascinating episode of Raw because on the one hand, you had what I thought was a really like 
proper thumbs up episode of television. <laughs> Spoilers. Five out of five episode. Wowee! I loved this episode of Raw. I don't need star ratings anymore because they start to feel arbitrary and I go a bit mental. But <laughs> thumbs up from me. And then, but also there was all there was an awful lot of business going on. An awful lot of like the stars are here. An awful lot of TKO is our parent company. Now. Oh, we'll get to the LinkedIn of it all. Like, but <laughs> the, the the bull riding guy, I was thrilled to see him. Like he seemed like so happy to be there. Absolutely. Had his little hat on. Oh, and it was just because he was a national bull riding champion. I was like, America's wicked. Straw poll quickly in the chat. Not a, not an official poll. Just I want to see what they say. Oh, well, if I, you I, are I'm American, make, I'm make this an official poll. Well, if you are American, you are in the chat. How much is bull riding a sort of breakthrough? Because we always think of wrestling as relative. I say wrestling is the most popular niche sport in the world. Um, like it's like, no, it's no, no, where, like, no. NASCAR exists. Sure, but like it's but but this is incredibly popular, right? Wrestling. Yeah. However, yeah. it's still something that the vast majority of the mainstream go. What's that thing about? Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? I get it. Bull riding. Even as an Americophile, even as someone who has been to three of the four corners of your great nation, can name every state, all the rest of it. Mm. I never thought about bull riding in terms of here as a celebrity bull rider, but I would love to know if that's so, a thing. I mean, our mod mother has just said, like, you know, it depends on what state you're in, like where she is. It's not. And I thought that was the same thing. I thought that was the case. I, if you'd have told me, you know, like, hi, I'm from Kentucky. I love, you know, I'd be like, oh, I guess like you're the Highland one Games. Of, but like, this was in California. Right. This is like Hollywood. Yeah. This is A-lister mansions, Beverly Hills. Yeah. That's where, like, that's where we are. Yeah. But there was a bull riding lad there. There he was. So it's, it's in California as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, welcome to the rest of the podcast. Please do press the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment down below with what your thoughts on bull riding, uh, and join us in the live chat as well. Uh, like, join our wonderful community and give your thoughts on this episode of Raw. If you want your thoughts read out on the air, restalk.com forward slash support will read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. When you are leaving your comments about your thoughts about the show and bull riding, things like that, please do talk about the show. Because yesterday we spent an hour plus talking very passionately and excitedly about this program that we all love and, and all the rest. And everyone just talked about the dates. And I was like, this is a whole show like that was a little joke and move on like we like i'm sorry to have upset you, got, you all you got an america wrong i did but i didn't <laughs> it happened you, you, just because they haven't seen it and just because in everyday conversation americans don't say july 2 this doesn't stop the fact that it happened in trailers and i saw them with my own human eyes stop gaslighting me america i've never heard it but anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be on my team <laughs> team gb Team DL. Right, anyway, this episode of Raw, a hot, hot episode of yeah, Raw yeah, yeah. with a hot, hot crowd. Uh, 13,000. Sold out. Yeah. And they reckon next week's one in San Jose, it's it's not sold out yet, but it's close to selling out. And like, the, Smackdown was 11,000. They said the walk-up market for today's show was amazing. Mm. And what I think is credible about that, and you and I kind of talked about this a little bit on... I can't remember which episode we talked about this on now. The, the idea of um, SmackDown, and they did it after the media conference, but there was no Rock or Roman or Cody. Yeah. There, but it was still like crowd there, had a great time. And that's kind of just how hot WWE is in the moment. It's not just one guy. Because The Rock's come back, and The Rock has made the product massively hot. 
But the product was hot leading up to that mm-hmm. anyway. And the walk-up market for this, on a show where The Rock was not advertised for, shows just how hot WWE is. You want to be in the room. It's like a fun place to go. It's a hot ticket. And they showed that. They had that shot where they had a cameraman that unfortunately oh. didn't do it on a, um, uh, the drone this yeah. time. But they had a guy just running in with the camera. And he ran in and he showed the, like, through the concourse and just showed this arena. And it looked spectacular yeah i mean like it's it's i love that kind of thing anyway like a bit of there's there some production choices here in this program that were uh not nice get to that ve- oh the monday night football bollocks really got on my nerves <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get there but I, mean, well, the, I won't say anything because uh it's, it's pat's giving so I'm, that's a, i'm allowed because i you know um but uh yeah i i found that kind of that that drone shot in san juan was amazing and the same thing here of like looking at that whole venue it makes you feel as an audience member like yeah you want to be there and perception is as much a part of it as anything so i you know yeah. credit to them for having a ticket that is that is one of the hottest in town and taking full advantage of it and they opened this hot show up with a hot time match mm-hmm. cody rhodes versus drew mcintyre this was the advertised main uh, not main event but they advertised this last week as if it was a, i thought this was going to be the mm-hmm. main event because it's cody rhodes and he is like the guy right now and drew's absolutely on fire and i went into this match being like huh well this is curious because you've got cody there who's got the big time match at wrestlemania doesn't take losses, does mm. Cody. You know, he's only been pinned once since he joined WWE, since he came back to WWE, and that was against Roman last year. Mm. So I was like, huh, it's like, you know, that's a, a, a curious place to put him. But Drew's going into the chamber this Sunday. It's like, well, you don't want to be beating Drew McIntyre. So there's me thinking, like, oh, I wonder if this is just going to have a non finish to it, which, you know, that's why it's in the opener. And I don't begrudge them at all. They don't do it very often. It's like, you know, it's kind of like an AEW now. A DQ thing's a rare sight. I feel like these sort of non-finishes almost like are less rare to be seen, or they are more rare to be seen now than they were previously when it was like DQs were like every other match. And they had a really, really good pay-per-view quality match. I thought Cody was great. I thought Drew was fantastic. It was really back and forth. Not a rest hold in sight. It was just guys just being really, really good at what they do. Cody hit the super cutter and Drew kicked out of that. And Jimmy Uso then ran down to cause a distraction. And I'm like, right, well, here you go. Here's where the finish is coming in. Here's where we're going to get our non-finish here. Jimmy causes a distraction. Behind the referee's back, as Cody Rhodes gets Drew McIntyre into the crossroads position, Solo Sokoa, hoodied and all, we all know it's you, mate, takes the hood down. And he gives Cody the Samoan spike. And Drew then hits the Claymore. One, two, three. Drew has become the second person to pin Cody Rhodes since has come back to WWE. A huge boon for, for Drew McIntyre. Did Brock Lesnar not pin him? It was all referee's decisions. Ah. So this is like, and they were pointing this out in commentary. The last time Cody got pinned was against Roman last year. Mm. And that's why this finish is awesome. Mm-hmm. I laid this out in my edited review, but I'll do the, the brief version of it here so you can get your thoughts in here. But for me, this finish was great for three reasons. Number one, it adds fuel to the uh, fire of the Bloodline versus Cody storyline. B, feeding into that, he lost the exact same way he lost at WrestleMania last year, which means that Seth is right. Cody does not have a plan. Mm. And any plan that Cody does currently have is not working because no matter how hard he's worked, no matter how much he's won a Royal Rumble, no matter how much he's back-to-back diddly-dee, he can't beat the bloodline. Mm -hmm. 
Because if he tries, the same thing that happened to him last year will just happen again and again and again. Plus, the group's more powerful now because the Rock's there. And C, why did Drew turn heel? Because the bloodline cost him a world title match. Solo Sokoa in particular interfered in his match. He would be world champion if it was not for the bloodline, if it was not for Solo Sokoa. Mm. But what happened here when Drew got this? He took advantage of it. Mm. Really without a second thought. Took advantage of it, hit the Claymore, one. Raise my arm, mm. referee. I beat Cody Rhodes. Because he's a hypocrite. But a hypocrite who believes he's justified in his actions. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Yep. I loved it. Can't run out anymore. <laughs> but please do. Next segment was... Uh, <laughs> no, no, it, it's... Um, it's that, that, I mean, that's that's it. You just summed it all up. Like I, I think I sometimes... No, no, no. I think, I, think it's, I think it's simple. I think it's one of those things where I don't know... I don't want to like pull the curtain back on what we do, but like when you are presented with simple storytelling, like you don't want to overanalyze it. Like you don't want to go to. I mean, we did kind of on SmackDown talking about the thumb and the and the pointing and the camera framing. It's always fun to do that, but sometimes text is not subtext. It's just text, and this was all here. Like it's the business of you lost in the same way. You maybe do want to assemble your Avengers after all because you're going to need the help. Drew's hypocrisy of, you know, the bloodline screwed me over. and But also the elements of Drew being like a, a, an opportunist now. He's going to, he's not, rather than, you know, I, I'll ease up on you a bit, Seth, because you've got a bad back and that allows you to reclaim the advantage. He did it when he low blowed Sammy by accident and then decided, sod it, I'm just going to take advantage of that. Oh, and uh, this this has worked out in my favor. I'm going to take it. Like, you know, I still really want to batter them, as he would say later on. There's hypocrisy in all of it. Um, it was just tremendously effective. And, like, uh, the match itself had already been really fun. I'm a big fan of both of them, obviously. Um, we got a top rope Cody Cutter, which was, I think, a beauty. I was mm -hmm. so excited about it. Um, and then, yeah, just just to... Uh, and and, and the, the positioning of where Cody was looking directly down lens. The reason Solo's wearing a hoodie is so he can get through the crowd undetected. Like, I know that it's... You're doing a bit, but that's why he's like hiding. It's not to hide himself from us. So we're like, who's that? It's so that he can get there without being seen. I also feel and like, I like that because they're not supposed to be there. I also feel like that's just the bloodlines thing. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy did it later on as well. Well, like, but again, they're not supposed to be there. And that's something where like you can say it's silly if you want. I think it makes it not only makes sense, I think it adds to the sense of injustice that we get. Hang on. Not only is that not supposed to happen because it's supposed to be a fair fight, you're not even supposed to be in the building. You're on a different show. You're not booked to be here. So they've not been wandering around backstage where Cody might have seen them. They've been hiding out. The match is on. Let's go in and do a hit and run. I like that kind of... Mm. There's something about the lethal brutality, and we'll get to it later on in the main event with something that Jimmy was saying. There's something about the lethal... almost like SWAT team element of the bloodline that is so good and for several months now has sort of been a bit lacking and now we're in this season we can heat it up again it's it's quite exciting i had this thought when i, I did my edited review of smackdown on yesterday's news where like roman had that moment on smackdown where he sort of like almost reunited with jimmy and solo mm. and you have that moment of like oh yeah there are other members of the bloodline it's not just rock and uh roman mm. but i do feel like jimmy solo in particular i feel like I think massively off the ball. Mm. I uh, off the boil rather, and I I would argue a pretty big dropped ball from he squashed John Cena at Crown yes. Jewel and has had nothing off the back of it. 
And he's, you know, he's eaten pins, mm. you know, sort of since then. It's not, he should have been like, that should have been the start of a big momentum thing for him. And I don't mm. think that's really been capitalized upon. But here, interfering, it's, I don't look at them as the B team. No. You, and which they could be looked at as. But I thought the, pre the presentation of them on this show didn't feel like, well, Rock and Roman aren't here, but it's okay because Jimmy and Solo are. You've got kind your of, hired mercenary kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like Jimmy and Jay had this as well because like, oh, well, Roman's not on this show, but it's okay. But we need to have Bloodline stuff, so here's just Jimmy and Jay. Mm. And, and here's Solo and, and Paul Heyman. But they don't they didn't feel like that on this show. I just thought the presentation of them was really, really great. Yeah. And I loved it as a finish. And I loved that Jimmy got involved later on as well. Uh, like a proper little menace uh, is Jimmy Uso. They, a few people pointed out as well that when they did their little interference stuff and they were walking up the ramp, Jimmy was looking for a handshake from Solo Sokoa, but Solo did not give one. Mm -hmm. And there's all these little like seeds and stuff. Yeah. The, the, the scripts, sorry, the, the segment on SmackDown, what apparently was like heavily scripted, word for word, beat for beat, exactly how they mapped it out to be, which suggests to me that that thumb is something. It's like, and the way that the camera's framed, it is supposed to mean something. I, I, I'm... I'm not inclined to care whether or not it was scripted when it's that good. Do you know what I mean? That, but that no, sounds no. like a, a a weird thing to say, but it's one of those things where like, we have examples of scripted stuff later on in this show where I'm like, Jesus, that was really dire. Yeah, yeah. So the, the fact that this one, it, this is, is done to the letter so well executed so perfectly that I don't care. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a criticism of it being scripted. What I mean is that there are people who would argue, oh, the thumb doesn't mean anything. Hmm. And my argument is like, no, no. It's, no, I it got has to, It has to mean something because it's, it's in there for a reason. Yeah. I, I also don't care if it's not. Do you know what I mean? I don't care if The Rock just didn't just has a thumb <laughs> muscle that's too big that he can't. I don't care. Like it might be. This is what I mean by that. This match being this this finish rather being something you can look deep into if you want to with the handshake with mm -hmm. Jimmy and Solo, or you can just look at it as is. Like I I, I the The Rock could well be a fully fledged not turning face at any stage member of the Bloodline, or he could have a plan to like mm -hmm. you know help. Take, I don't care, and that's. That's to their credit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's that's what I think is effective. On that note as well, to WWE's creative credits on this. Two weeks ago, like there was The Rock hugged Cody Rhodes and whispered something in his ear. Mm. And two weeks later, no one talks about it. It's like because it's, I think they've done such a good job this is in it. rewriting. It's a it's it's I think there's some people who see the acknowledgement that it was a uh, a pivot. As, as almost like trying to call them out on a success. This is the opposite of that for me. It's like, mm. well done on this booking on the flight, something I've talked about for, for ages in both major companies. It's really impressive. Like how 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 far, how far disappointed I was on our, our SmackDown reaction to how excited I am now mm -hmm. as a fan to just be like, yeah, go on then, do your thing. Because yeah. I'm, enjoy I'm enjoying myself and I don't mind which answer it is. You may end up, as they did do a little bit with the SummerSlam thing, present me with a finish that i don't like but at the moment that's on, on the table is what i th i think they've managed to find the most satisfying solution to what was actually a bit of a booking nightmare yeah i've also got to imagine uh that reportedly drew still has not signed his contract like as of friday still has not re-signed i've and i've said this before on the podcast multiple times now but i think he's staying mm. I, well, I, i've i've got to think he's staying at this point i would imagine so um, but also, I'd rather we exist in a world where someone who isn't being re-signed gets used like this. Like, it's one of those things of, like, we have, well, 
a major star hasn't re-signed yet we'll just put him in the bin like mm. why is there use him you've used you've got it i understand yeah. you want to you could use him to put him do do uh, wrestling traditionalist and have mm. him do the business on the way out kind of thing yeah. but like if they can only do that and it only matters if they're a star well absolutely i kind of like AEW putting andrade in the seat yeah. too like you know knowing pretty full well Don't... he was out the door by the end of december but they were like no but you know what like Let's have him go out there and have some banging yeah. matches. And I thought Andrade had a great C2. Same thing with Jade. Same thing with Edge. Mm. Like, and, and, you know, maybe the Edge thing was like he had a contract offer, but like they were very clear about what they wanted to do with him. It was a very respectful send off in many yeah. ways. So like Naomi and TNA. Uh, yeah, I'd much rather this situation yeah. than, than a little burial on the way out. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, what did you make of this? Let us know in the comments down below. Let us know in the live chat. And if you want your thoughts read out on the air, wrestle.com forward slash support is the link to click. And Geek of Arabia is kicking things off to say, Bloodline costing Cody, excuse me, his match was just business. Jimmy costing Jay his match 
was spite. I know Solo came down to assist Jimmy in the post-Raw J beatdown, but only Jimmy was televised, which says to me that it might not have been an order from Roman. Apropos of nothing, you lads are part of the reason I'm uh, back into watching wrestling again. Been watching since around Money in the Bank since I started following you lot. So thank you, Jam That Jam. Well, thank you very much. Thank and you. I, I love the first part of that as well, which is the, the idea of that Jimmy doing that to Jay is just spite. And yet, we'll get to it. Yeah, we will We will come on to and, that in a little bit later yet, on. And we'll yet. get to it. Since, uh, this is from Watcher, since Cody beat Drew in WCPW, I was pretty glad to see Drew get the win here. What I was not glad about was WWE lying about how truth has been in WWE for over 20 years. I hope we were done with episodes of pretending wrestling doesn't exist outside of WWE. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. Oh, oh, we will get to that. Kuzu here says my favorite part of the match was how it furthered every major storyline Cody realizes Seth was right and Drew falls further into the dark side and loses any sympathy he previously had he didn't just turn heel he's actively forsaking his morals mm, like it's it's one of those that is the hypocrisy element of it all is the thing and actually something I didn't mention is it let's say they do have a tag match on um chamber no uh, uh, no 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 on on night one night one and Seth does defend against Drew at Mania Night 2, and Drew has his moment, but he's picked up the scraps. There's something hollow to that, and I like that feeding into this whole character of, well, you're full of it. Yeah, you know, I love all of. I love it. I'm a big fan of this. I always enjoy a match or a show which furthers a character, takes you the next step of that character and that character's evolution. And we got that with mm. this match and this finish. This finish was the next layer to this Drew McIntyre character. And I, I really like that. C. Deaton has said, Ref goes down, Bloodline gang up on Cody, the glass shatters. <laughs> Stone Cold stuns Solo and Jimmy stare down with the rock. They brawled. Cody pins Reigns, tears, confetti, pyro. I like that idea. I, I think you mentioned this earlier, and I, I believe this is a bit of a, a favorite of social media, this old idea of um, uh, Avengers Assemble. And it's it's everyone that uh, the Bloodline has wronged over the years. So LA Knight and randy orton come down to sort of like brawl with everyone and it's it's, it's every single person that's still with wwe and has not gone to aew mm. that's that have been wronged by the bloodline over the years to my eyes it's the uh, it's the war games team really it's sammy it's kevin owens it's um was kevin owens in war games i think he was yeah, yeah sammy was... seth cody randy jay yeah, i wasn't that was ko Oh, he's on SmackDown. He'd been he'd moved to SmackDown moved. by that point. The um, brand split meant something. It, at that remember. point, it did. Yeah. Well, we're on the road to WrestleMania now, so we have to have everybody together. But um, yeah, I like I do, I love the Avengers Assemble situation. The idea that like, and and uh, but uh, in in a past WWE, it would have been signposted that whole thing of like, I've got a lunatic in my corner, <laughs> um, versus like something a bit more subtle. Like I I actually appreciate the fact that on this show they didn't ram it down our throats that's how he lost to roman at wrestlemania i don't even think they mentioned it i a cole mentioned did it. he mention it because yeah. I didn't, maybe i didn't hear it, but they, 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 he certainly didn't mention it 16 times they really could have gone hard and fast yeah. with that and they didn't it yeah. was very uh, pared back compared to how it could have been previously stone cold feels like fantasy booking 160 it's, it's, million thousand percent it is fan service it's possible and I, I don't mind it because you know hey look my my feud is rock and austin like that's that's the few that 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 like that defines my era of wrestling the reason i mind it is because it's not present that's what i was gonna say i would rather cm punk come back and twat him with a chair 
Yeah, it doesn't make it makes sense because it's The Rock. Yeah, but Austin's got no beef with the Bloodline. Yeah, Whereas, but like, like you know, LA Knight, and he's, does. he's he doesn't even really have beef with The Rock at this point. You know, no. like what well, Rock beat him at Mania, his last match, yeah, the second to last match, twenty one <laughs> years ago, and since then they've had many segments together. I don't think that's not beef in the same way as like a Punk has with The yeah. Rock. You know, Sean has been a member for thirty three months Whoa. in a row. Says great fight, loved it. Perfect storytelling from Rhodes, Drew, and the Bloodline. Progress storylines like it should do. Great show for me. Five out of. Five. I heartily agree. We'll get into more of your ox chats a bit later on in the show. But after that Cody and Drew McIntyre segment, we got effectively promo mania. <laughs> yeah, because we got. A promo for Jay versus Gunther, a video promo from Andrade, who's now gone back to Andrade El Idolo. We had Adam Pearce chatting backstage with Cody Rhodes. We got a video promo for Elimination Chamber. We then got Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, and Raquel making their entrances. Raquel Rodriguez made a return. Then we got a video promo for Druth and Judgment Day. And in all of that, you had this moment where they were replaying the finish of Drew and Cody, but Pat was drawing on the screen like it was a sports thing where he was like, they did the move here and a yellow arrow points. But it was done, I would argue, this undermined how good of a finish it was. I agree with that completely. Because it was silly. Yes. It's not like, this player made this pass, and as you can see, the ball is going to make across here. This person's moving up this way. This is why this was so clever. This is why this is so clever. What it was was, Oh, look, there's the thumb of Solo Sokoa. And here, look into the eyes of Drew McIntyre. With this, and like the camera zoomed in and stuff. It felt like it was a parody of NFL. Yeah, it was It was um, so bad. It, like, I get they're going for like the real sports feel or the product, like including more sports element, new elements of production. Uh, did you say this is a, a Pat thing that he does on his shows? I, that, that's what someone else said earlier. So I, I don't know. It, I will say it's not exclusive to Pat. It's on Monday Night Football here in the UK. It's on yeah. Match of the Day. Like this is this is this is a sports thing. It's a sports thing. So it's not actually Pat that I've got a problem with here. First of all, the circle around Cody's face wasn't a circle, so that looks silly. Then also, this is where Cody's eye, this is where Solo's eyes are looking, and then that thumb is going into. I know, just show me the replay. And like then, it was the zoom in to Drew's face, which just genuinely looked stupid. It was actively detrimental. It made it look a, a, a little bit cringe, like a parody. I didn't appreciate it. I thought it took away from that. I don't know if you would, if there is a way to incorporate that kind of thing. If that's something that you want to do as a as a production team i don't know if there's a way to incorporate that in wrestling mm. I, I don't i i just don't think that's this is a, a an art form that lends itself to that kind of analysis yeah. and it certainly doesn't with the hottest angle on this show because it just it just was silly it was silly it did feel like a parody mm. what it felt like and i mean this with the greatest of respect to who i'm going to say this about this is what it would look like if we did it if we if we had said in a creative meeting, oh, we'll do this as like a, a replay thing. Oh, I see. I, I would have then said, let's make it as silly as possible. Because, if we, if because, we got Brian Children in. Because we can't do this good. Yeah. So let's do it as badly as we possibly can because that's the joke. It's a little bit like you've sent it over to a sketch in the news. 
Yes, that, exactly. Yeah. It. yeah, like Brian Children. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, we had a doctor character for a little bit. It's like yeah. the sort of doctor character. He would have done this sort yeah. of thing. This would have been like, I just said, push it further. No, zoom in. Zoom in on the eyes because that's really silly. It was a bit Alan Partridge. Yeah. Remember Alan Partridge on the Today the day Today? On the Day Today, yeah. yeah I don't think Partridge would ever go this silly, though. <laughs> I think Partridge wouldn't have been this silly don't at be it. A Partridge shill as well. There's only so much income you can have. <laughs> On, on the partridge payroll yeah uh lynn's yeah. over in the corner with a stack of money <laughs> uh i love alan partridge um when i did my uh instagram ama we said what is your favorite partridge quote and i was like oh there's just stuff that i use in in day-to-day yeah, life it does happen no alan you can't well there's no need for that it do be like that uh from that same episode it's a good paper anyway we then had the last chance battle royal, as I revealed uh, earlier, as I, I mentioned earlier. Raquel Rodriguez uh, made her return to WWE in this match. And when she made her return, I was like, okay, so you're winning this match yeah. then. Because then, particularly then, because Jade was not in the match. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that is what happened. It was it was long. This was given time. It was, again, our only women's match on the show, but it was given time. Um, and... You know, people got eliminated. They did some more stuff with Electra Lopez and Zelina Vega, which I, I quite enjoyed. Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler working together. They had Tegan and Natalia re- uh, repeat the spot they did at the Rumble, only this time it was Natty that eliminated Tegan. Uh, it came down to Mia Yim, Raquel Rodriguez, Baszler, and Stark. Yim got tag teamed out by Baszler and Stark, and then Raquel fought them both off to win. They did do the Santino spot with Chelsea Green. It looked like she'd been eliminated earlier in the match, but she hadn't. She ran in, but could not eliminate uh, raquel so raquel eliminated her instead i was quite gutted that chelsea green did not win here because i think chelsea green in the chamber has got really good comedic value to it and i think i'd have been i'm more excited about chelsea green in there than i am raquel rodriguez because well raquel's not winning this match so but i but i get it because she's a star and you need to put a star in there um, I I disagree. I think Chelsea Green in a comedic spot in the Elimination Chamber is not. Uh, it's a lot of nice ingredients, but the wrong recipe. I think that Chamber's not where you want comedy necessarily. It's, it's uh, especially when not to put too fine a point on it. They already have to get to like try harder to be taken seriously. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I think I think doing a comedy spot in the Elimination Chamber is a mistake. Personally, it worked in the Rumble. The Rumble's not the Chamber. I don't know. I think people take the Rumble more seriously than they do the Elimination Chamber. But the idea of the Rumble and the idea of the Chamber being this unforgiving structure... It's, it's one person as well. I disagree. So I feel like it, it's, pure, it's purely because I think the Chamber is supposed to be this, like, horrible place that you go in and it's steel and it hurts and it's like you add in a bit of, like... I mean, there's, there's a difference. It depends on what, I suppose, what type of comedy you're after. If you're after sort of, like, her hiding in the the chamber or whatever i don't know or maybe i'm climbing out of the way of you or something like that but like i think i think if chelsea green's going to be in the chamber i want her to have a go do you know what i mm. mean and i think that in this situation i think it was a better call to put raquel in there oh, yeah, so it, it makes sense um i also uh, my, my point is uh, sorry my, my point is that raquel's not gonna win because becky's winning this match yeah. so I'd, I would just, I'd rather put someone in there who could add something, a little bit of spice to it, a little bit of something that would be different to the men's match as well. Right. I, I, 
I, I just think comedy is the wrong thing. I think could, Chelsea Green is the wrong uh, vehicle for what you're looking for. And again, it could just be I don't take the chamber seriously. Like right. maybe that that's just me. Like I, I've, it's not it's not my favorite match stipulation. Yeah. So I, I when you said it's supposed, it's to one be of this, mine. I like it a lot. When you said it's supposed to be, I was like supposed to be is the the key to that. Is right. That it's supposed to be this big scary structure. Yeah. It's never been like that to me. But anyway, your thoughts on the the battle royal itself. Oh, basically that I also thought it went on too long. But that's I think a battle royals go on too long sometimes for me. Mm. I think there's only so much I can watch of people. Um, and this is when the Royal Rumble gets a bit too full. Uh, this is a, a, a problem with the Rumble itself that they have to try and fix every year. But if there's only so much of people in the corner going, ah, I can take before I'm a bit bored. And I'm like, get to the next bit. But when they did get to the next bit, like I thought that Raquel's elimination of Alba Fire was quite nice. There was a, there was a, a, an awful lot going on in there. Like the the tag team elements of the, the Battle Royal, where it's like, we can help each other out kind of thing. Shane and... and Zoe had that throughout the match because they, mm. they were the first two women. They did a sort of like, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. It's gonna end up you and me kind of thing, which I quite like. And I also believe that they're the type of team that will end up. They'll get to that point and they're like, right, let's have it. Let's let's get on with it. Um, I also just really enjoy Chelsea in the Santino spot because I do like Chelsea Green. To be abundantly clear, I want to um, see her get more opportunities. I just don't. I, it's user in the right way because I think she can be taken seriously as well as that blend of both comedy and serious that I like. Um, yeah, the the main thing I took away from this though was that I I would like to see some of these people get a nice little storyline going. We had it with Electra Lopez and Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like that to be about more than just scrapping and like catfight. There's almost a catfight element to what we've seen from them so far, um, and they're both better than that. And I'd like to see I'd like to see that. I also yeah, yeah. think Nat- uh, Natalia and Tegan's little return spot from the Rumble where they've eliminated each other was quite nice. Um, when we have cards like the one we got at the weekend where essentially we have four matches in a segment booked, there's absolutely space for an extra story in there. There's five hours of television. This match was shorter if a couple of other matches on the card were shorter. Like Dominic and Kevin Owens went a bit long for me on SmackDown. If certain matches are truncated, if certain se- there's one segment in particular in the show where it's a full... I don't know the exact timings of it, but it is a long segment. And I think you can achieve what they did in that segment so much better with a much briefer backstage segment you've then got time throughout the show. It's all this pacing thing to slip in another storyline, mm-hmm. which can then ultimately lead us to another match. And there's a lot of different combinations in, in this Battle Royal where I was like, oh, I'd like to see something from you. I'd like to see something from you. You know, so it's 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 a positive that I'm weirdly framing as a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my other uh, favorite moment of this match is um, Zia Lee got eliminated fairly early on. And then later... Uh, Katana Chance was doing some moves and Michael Cole called her Zia Lee. I'm allowing that one because there's lots of people at once and he's been doing it without a week off for 26 years. I did the exact same thing at the Rumble. Yeah. Basically. You do it with me sometimes. <laughs> I, I mentioned this on the Rumble review and it happened in our live reactions. Uh, I thought Bailey's hair had come asunder. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, all of her hair's going to come out. This is like, look. And then I was like, oh no, that's Alba Fire. Yeah. I just saw black and red hair and I was like, oh, that's probably Bailey. You can tell there's a limited amount of um, of fabric in the back because a lot of them are wearing, like, <laughs> Albafire, Isla Dawn and Raquel Rodriguez were all wearing the same colours. <laughs> same gear. Uh, Jay Uso cut a promo on Gunther. He wears glasses now. He looks great. It was yeah. a cool promo. It is a cool promo. Uh, Naya and Rhea had separate sit-down interviews. Uh, Rhea said that she's worked uh, too hard to get here. When she first came into this company, she was too preoccupied with doing what people wanted her to do, but then she just did what she wanted to do and has worked out all the better for her. Uh, Naya uh, was slightly more stilted in her delivery, which was just a ba a ba 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 And then Rhea said, oh, I'm just going to beat you. 
I hate these segments. I and I, I hate these side by sides. Like they just don't work for me. Do you remember that Ronda Shayna one before SummerSlam that was like Jesus Christ? <laughs> that I want that. Do yeah. those because they feel like it's the same thing with a bam non-factor like i'd rather we sit down together and then there's a tension because they're in the room together these side by sides the only time i've ever seen it work is when riddle and seth went off on each other for a bit mm -hmm. i don't love it and, it, and it, it doesn't help when it does feel stilted uh wwe celebrated people from netflix uh that were behind them <laughs> that's the linkedin part of the evening jesus <laughs> they were all wearing black yeah and it might just be because i was at the ref pro show at the weekend on sunday and i was chatting to some people who were working the show and they're all wearing black as well because they're crew Stage crew, yeah yeah not supposed to be seen and i was like i wonder if they're supposed to be seen mm. but because they get pointed, i was like why are they all wearing black well they'd also been spotted part way through by a cup someone which i think it might have been jimmy van but like had been like oh the netflix people are behind the mm. or the tko board members are behind and then, then they yeah. popped up and said hello here we are because we're in anaheim and like i also just really like that it looks a little bit like office night out yeah it do you know did, what i mean big office yeah. night out. they're gonna go to a chili's after this they had their pints in the air they're like Woo! <laughs> 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 uh jackie had a special on uh truth about his time in the judgment day it's, it's okay yeah it's, i liked this this yeah. segment in contrast to the to the rhea and naya one this one i don't know it was a little extra spice a little extra flavor there was a walk and talk new news reporter element i've been talking to i, I liked it i like yeah. the 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 presentation of that and because it's parody mm -hmm. it works yeah because our truth's a comedy character so he is michael chandler bing uh was in the audience and he cut a promo on conor mcgregor uh i think this i kind of made a bit of fun about this in the the edited review um because I just, you know, that's part of my thing. It's like, I don't want UFC. But I, as a broader thing, I think this is cool. This is kind of like the real, this felt like an Endeavor episode because mm -hmm. the people that were there, the boxer and the bull riding guy are all represented by ah. Endeavor. Like Endeavor owned the, the representation company that he worked or the, the promotion that he works for or something. So it, this felt like this was the Endeavor show because UFC are being represented in mm -hmm. this show. And a few people have even pointed out that in the framing of this, when he lays out the challenge to Conor McGregor, the camera moves to include the WrestleMania sign behind them. Do you think it happens at Mania? No. No. No? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't cross your streams. Well, you know, Conor's wanted to do wrestling stuff for years. Well, he's not challenging to a wrestling match. He's challenging to an MMA fight. And as MMA and MMA and WWE are uh, cousins. They're not the same. No, no I don't but think they're, now, but they're now owned by the same. Yeah, company. I get it, but I don't think I don't think they work. It'd be like, hey, uh, you, how much are you enjoying this uh, FA Cup final? Well, at halftime, we've got a lovely bit of golf for you. Like they're both sports and they're both owned by the same, but they're very different. I, I think it would be. I personally would find that a mistake. I um, I would too, but I I'm not saying I would put it past. Them. I like. I, I did i thought as well when he's calling him out i'm like we have seen in the past these celebrities coming in and using it to promote something that's not wwe having died a death and i didn't think this did i thought it it was quite uh, crowd were into it yeah exactly yeah. and i think that like you know they put the wwe fighters often in the, the the crowd during ufc fights i think that kind of cross promotion is good yeah. but i think having a ufc match in the middle of wrestlemania would be a mistake uh chad gable cut a promo on ivar and about building momentum and ivar got to cut a return promo as well uh then we had the awesome truth and diy taking on judgment day and here is where i have my little bone to pick with wwe the match itself i thought was you know good i liked it very much i thought the match picked up once champa tagged in yeah like i have this thing so i'm, I'm watching extreme rules 2014 
at the moment for Rust Talk Extra. Mm. And that's got the Shield versus Evolution match on it. And that match is a match that people really, really like. And mm. I was I remember liking it at the time as well. But having gone back and rewatched it, I didn't love it as much the second time round. And the reason for that is because well, the first two thirds of it are just slowly working over someone to build to a hot tag. Yeah. And you know, you do it you do it twice in that match. They they did it here as well. But then once the actual hot tag happens and everyone just gets in and starts hitting big moves, the match is really good. And I think it's it's how you leave them. You almost remember that final when I'm reading reviews of it at the time, no one's talking about the first two thirds. They're not talking about Randy Orton slowly working over Dean Ambrose. They're just working, talking about when Roman tags in. Mm. I had the same thing with this match. Like I thought the first part of it was standard, a standard fair. Then Champa tagged in and then everyone just got in to hit big moves and I had a great time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Priest hit Truth with the South of Heaven for the win. Yeah, I thought it was... Um... Our truth has that too cool heat that we talked about. You know, where yep. there's everyone, everyone on the card is hot. You come out, you have some fun. They're chanting for our truth. That's great. It's working. He's so over. So when we talk about putting the belt on Awesome Truth, uh, I've seen a few comments online for various colleagues of ours in the sphere where people have replied, being like, "I just don't see why you think this is good." Like they're a nostalgia act for a time when you know they weren't over then or whatever, and that no one really cared about. It's not about that element. Of- New Age Outlaws winning the tag team titles was nostalgia. This one. Our truth is more over now than he ever was with our awesome truth. This is not a nostalgia thing. No, one, no one's nostalgic for awesome yeah. truth, but people are really into our truth and the Miz right now. Well, this is it. And so there's, a, there's the reuniting of these two together in this team. They just happen to have a team name and they happen to have history. They're not. I'm not saying that they go to the main event of WrestleMania like um, Sammy and Kevin did. Yeah, yeah. But like an opener, they win the tag titles. Then they're an opening act to get your crowd hot each week. I think that's a really effective use of this because uh, look I don't mean this is disrespectful to our truth but I think this has a shelf life I think this level of over that our truth currently is has a shelf life so use it mm-hmm. give them give them the belts yeah have a month two month run with the belts and, and reinvigorate your tag team they've now got you know DIY could be like can we have a shot at those like you know maybe they do Imperium they could have a shot like I, I, I we'll talk about it later on though I saw a chat already about Gunther at some point with title reigns if they're on people too long you start getting bored mm-hmm. so i feel like we're about to go into a new era of titles and yeah. things like that or at least they need to consider looking at a new era of titles and putting them for a, a brief period of time on a hot act to open your show is a good shout so i thought the match was uh, fine i thought the, the final moments of it were a lot of fun here is where i have my little bone to pick though because at the start of this our truth makes his entrance and in his lower third comes up with a little factoid about R-Truth. And that factoid says, R-Truth has been an active member of the WWE roster since 2000. A record. Ah. R-Truth signed with WWE in 1999. Yeah. He made his uh, main roster debut in November of 2000. I actually remember it pretty... I actually remember it very, very well. Getting rowdy. Because I was a mark for the road dog. And... <laughs> Road dog, road dog. Ah, the turns of tables. Exactly. And I was a massive mark. I loved the New Age Outlaws. I was a massive mark for the Road Dog. So Road Dog got a new tag part. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. This is exciting. Also, look at him go. Like, this this guy's really good. This K Quick, he's really, really cool. He's very quick. They had a new fun song, Getting Rowdy. I'm like, I, I'm a, ta- a mark for tag team wrestling. So I was like, great. Another tag team for Edge and Christian and the Dudleys and the Hardys. And right to center. Yeah, I'm really into this. So I remember November 2000 very well. Our truth then got released from WWE in the summer of 2001. He didn't even make it a 
full calendar year in WWE on the main roster before he got released. And then he went to TNA Wrestling. He became a world champion in TNA Wrestling. He was a member of the three live crew, do not you forget. He was a tag team with Pac-Man Jones because Pac-Man Jones came in and he couldn't do a wrestle. So Archery had to do everything for him. And then he left TNA and he went back to WWE. He's not been an active member of the roster since 2000. That would be a true statement if you... Well, if it was true, but it's not. <laughs> what piercing insight, Luke. But it would be a true statement if it was true. But also the fact that like, when he got back, that's still an impressive stack. He got back in, what, 2008? Yeah. Still been there for a long, long that's time. That's 20... Uh, 15 years. Yeah, that's yeah. still a long time. Why lie about this? You could also just say he made his... Because, well, because they're saying he's... He's really old, but he's still young. Great. Like that's their bit F- about First him. wrestled for WWE in 2000. Yeah. Not, he's not been an active member of the no. WWE roster since 2000. That's just a lie. Linguistically, that is incorrect. It's not even linguistically. It's just cor- incorrect, Dan. No, it's just, it's was, just a lie. It's I a fallacy. Say, I was thinking, I, I didn't write it. Don't take it out on me. I just, I'll, I'll, I've been an active member of the WWE roster <laughs> since 2000. I may as well. It doesn't matter, apparently. I um, I thought, I didn't know it said specifically those words because when there was a reference to it having been 20 years, I was like, I wonder if like cumulatively between the first run and this run it's 20 years it's not it's, it's like not. it's 18 19. it's a handful of months yeah. and then um, his 2008 run onwards yeah so uh I, i'm i'm so sorry the tna erasure <laughs> is real well it, it, i thought they were really starting to pay attention to tna after they brought jordan grayson at the rumble but it turns out they don't care about tna because no. if they did they would have referenced the great stuff he did in tna he's a former nwa world champion mm. and you are showing no respect for that whatsoever i've been an active member of the wwe roster since 2023 technically if this is if this is the words we're gonna yeah, do absolutely. i was on telly i'm an i'm an active member yeah, yeah. of tna you, you have a normal wwe Oh, okay. I've been an active member of the TNA roster since 2005. <laughs> oh, you want to tell me then? Yeah. Well, you know, I was a part of the forums that were talking about <laughs> TNA wrestling. It's the same thing, isn't it? I mean, if you just say it, I've, I've said on a broadcast. It's manifesting. I've said it on a broadcast. Ergo, it must be true. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got a recap of the bloodline on SmackDown. And then uh, Jackie interviewed Sammy about all of his recent losses. And he said, I need to put a pause button on this Drew McIntyre issue. Mm. But there is there there is a path to mania. I just don't know what it is yet. I just, it will reveal itself to me and I will be a champion. I, maybe we let, let's talk about it now, because I feel like this sort of ties into some of this. The, the Chad Gable match right. later. Because when Chad was doing his, I'm trying to build momentum. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going into WrestleMania. It's it's all about momentum. The it felt like, and this was sort of the the, the feeling from the show is that ah, we're gonna pick up that Chad Gable Gunther thread that we uh, started in September of last year, and that will be the WrestleMania program of, of Chad versus Gunther. With Sammy's promo here, do you think it's Sammy could go into that Gunther yeah. program instead? Or do you think Sammy's going to try and insert himself into the, the Drew-Seth match? Well, I brought it up last week, um, or maybe the week before, talking about is Sammy there in the Gunther conversation? And it was kind of shot down uh, because on the list of things, it just sort of felt like the weirdest one. Um, I still, I do feel like it is the weirdest one, honestly. I, I feel like it's, it's I'm not going to complain, but I, I don't know if it fits um i was until he said i'll be a champion i was sat there thinking like well because technically bronson reed has also said he's going to be a champion and uh, is bronson reed going to be involved i don't know but there was an element of me that was like 
are, are we setting you up for a Seth Rollins? I need a match at Mania mystery opponent surprise debut surprise Akada. return Akada situation. Uh, Sasha Banks maybe. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if that's what it's going to be. Instead, I I don't I don't know because when we get to Chad Gable, I've, I I'll, I'll I'll talk about it then. But there's other things that would suggest that maybe that's on the way. So can yes. I can I give you my pitch? Sorry, we no, don't no, yeah. give you my pitch. Mm-hmm. He goes to SmackDown, and it's a triple threat at Mania of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. And you're almost doing what you did with Drew and Sheamus last year. Owens is trying to win the United States Championship. While Logan Paul, he got screwed out of the belt at the mm. Royal Rumble. Uh, Logan Paul might eliminate him in the Elimination Chamber, but he's going to beat him at WrestleMania. But Sammy's desperate for a title. And that's that's the title match that he has. And it's almost the two of them can cancel each other out. Or maybe Sammy pins Kevin and wins the US Championship. And that's more fuel for Kevin Owens of like you not only did you steal my moment, you took the title from me. Like the opportunity of me winning the title. It's a nice pitch. Thank you. My uh return, my pushback Please is I don't know if I want to see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn over the US title. Like it first of all feels too soon from them having been I know it's been over a year now, but it feels too soon from them having reconciled. And like I think it would be more interesting to have uh I'm I'm quite sold on the idea of a multi-man ladder match for the US title. I don't imagine that's actually going to happen because they haven't fed it or, or seeded it or given us any indication that it will. I still think maybe LA Knight is in with a shot against Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't want to see. I don't want to see that too soon. I think I yeah, think that would so be hot shotting. And I also think that at this stage of their career, that feud is over a world title. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, what are we doing? We can do it again when they get to world title. I don't know. What came next was was. Far and away, my least favorite thing on the show. Um, Becky came out for a promo. You'll never guess what happened. Liv Morgan interrupted. You'll never guess what happened. Raquel interrupted. And then Naomi interrupted. Then Tiffany Stratton interrupted. Then Bianca Belair interrupted. They all stood in a row. They all brawled. Nia Jack showed up and beat them all up. And she was the one who stood tall. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a segment where I would chop and change it and make it way more effective and also save yourself a bunch of time that you can give to something else in the show, which is that... First, I actually think it's a massive misstep, first of all, because at one point Pat said, or Nia Jax, like, interrupted her promo to remind her that Nia Jax could win because Becky didn't say that. Like, there was no... And and actually, the good thing... They've done something really kind of smart here with this Elimination Chamber in spite of themselves, and they haven't actually looked at it, which is that Becky has beef with both Rhea and Nia. So in theory, she should be cutting a promo on both of them right? Mm-hmm. But instead, she's only cutting it on Rhea, which means that me as an, an audience member knows what's going to happen. So I'm not as in, interested or excited as I could be, which is an objective failure. Um, Liv Morgan also has an issue with Rhea Ripley that was brought up very well, and that's a good story that they can be telling. But once again, it, it feels like by giving us the press conference visual, we haven't really got anything to believe that Liv Morgan's going to follow through on that beef. For me, it, it's just a classic WWE contrivance and it wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It just was right. And I feel like what you do instead is have Becky come out and cut her promo on Rhea and Nia go backstage commercial break, come back. She walks into the locker room. She's like, getting ready. And then Liv comes up and is like, hang on, like, look, don't disrespect the rest of us. I've got my own people as well. They have the exact same conversation. They're just not doing it with the pauses that you have to add in for entrances and 
the rest of her. And also, if you're in the locker room, guess who else is there? All the other women. Like, they're yeah. all there as well. They're already in situ. They can have a conversation. And then Naya comes in and just batters the ever-living tat out of them and throws them into and breaks a few shelves and breaks a few chairs and, like, basically looks like, you know, Godzilla or whatever and leaves them laying. And you've got a great, like, low-angle shot to make her look powerful as she walks out. And it it it, it feels different. It looks different. It's all done so much quicker I just feel like you could have made a, a bigger impact rather than doing this classic contrivance. I think WWE production is better than this. Yeah. I think the WWE creative is better than this. Mm. This is... We've already recorded our Elimination Chamber um, re, uh, predictions. Mm -hmm. We talk about this on a bit on that show, which will be out tomorrow. This idea that WWE have actually set quite a big a high bar, mm. not even like for in terms of their pay-per-views and stuff, of just like... That's why I think interest in this show feels low is because it is not meeting the bar that WWE have set to themselves mm -hmm. in terms of what quality they have done within their pay-per-views. And I feel that sometimes production and creative is in this as well. This segment three, four years ago would have just been any other segment on Raw. It's been yeah. any other segment on SmackDown. It's like they do this every single year for the Elimination Chamber. But now I think the promo, the product is so much better and the creative and the production is so much better that when you do a segment like this that does feel like it's from four years ago, from five years ago, more than that, ten years ago, you're like, oh, why? Mm. You're better than this. Yeah. Like, I think you can do better than this. Mm. I thought this was really lazy, counterproductive, and boring. Yeah. The only thing, the only enjoyment I've seen people get out of this segment, the only thing I got enjoyment out of this segment is that when they all started brawling, Becky and Bianca looked at each other and went, all right, and, and just started fighting <laughs> well, each other. This is another thing that when, I, when we were talking about the matches at the weekend, the work isn't the problem. No. Like, I like all, all of them did a good job with the words that they had, I thought. Like, it's just the nature of standing out there and doing the promos leads standing to Standing in a row. Yeah, it leads to a certain type of promo. And like, I, I, I like seeing Naomi back. I think, you know, there was there was an energy that she's like, oh, Raw, here we go, let's do this. It was fun, it was fresh, it was different. Tiffany Stratton has a great energy. She showcased it on SmackDown. She showcased it here um, for the new viewers who haven't watched NXT. Um, Becky doing her, oh my God, another one thing is, is all fun. Like all of that is fun. It's just that we are now past this. Yeah. And I would like them to go, in the Attitude Era, not to be like the past is better this would have been a backstage brawly segment i'd like to find that blend of doing some things in ring doing some things backstage i think it would be much more effective i also felt that becky told all of them um before she went out don't worry i've got a solid three minutes i can do about the hat <laughs> yeah and it, it is gonna crush yeah it is going to crush out hat. there and it didn't and it felt like almost every person who came out had to reference the hat. Yeah. Almost to be like, yeah, that gag didn't get over, did it? Uh, Gunther got a promo on Jay and Nakamura got a promo on Sami Zayn. They're having a rematch next week. It's Shinsuke's job to lose. Yeah, well, it just... it, no, his job was to try and uh, lure a carder to, uh, to WWE. Well, maybe they should have let him win a couple of things. Well, yeah, but he was facing Cody and Cody can't lose at the moment. Yeah, but maybe they should let him win other things. Because at the moment... But he beat Sami last week. Did he? By normal means or by... Well, yeah, Drew distracted and Nakamura means. won. Yeah, I suppose that's one win. I don't know. I'm just not excited about Shinsuke when I was excited about Shinsuke. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think that feud with, with Cody Rose did him zero favours whatsoever. Well, the feud with Seth did him zero favours. Well, absolutely not, no. Yeah. And that's why... But which is such a shame because with the second that feud started, I was like, we... Like, and, that, and again, it's cool. Like, we had it with Damage Control over the weekend. Like, God, they look cool. I keep thinking about it. This Shinsuke... 
character is cool, but I don't care anymore because no. I just see him lose all the time. Exactly. Uh, Ivar beat Chad. No, sorry. Ivar took on Chad Gable. Neither man did get an entrance. And I, I've, I've been on my high horse about this, I suppose. Uh, I got really, really annoyed at uh, WWE last year when they did not capitalize on the Chad Gable momentum. And I got, I mean, I was actively irritated on shows that Chad Gable was so, so over, organically mm-hmm. got over. And then they got behind him, put him into this great program with Gunther. They had an awesome match on Raw. His child cried at ringside. It was so, so good and so emotional. And then they just stopped putting him on TV. Yeah. And so I went and I checked that Gunther match was on September 4th, which was 23 weeks ago. Since then, he has had eight matches on TV and he's lost seven of them. Mm. And now they're just like, oh, we need a new Gunther program. Well, people like that Chad Gable thing we did nine months ago. Let's do do that again. But rather than us carrying on that momentum and building up and people still really being into him, we've now got to start again. And that had, and it did start again. Because when Chad and Ivar were wrestling to start this, crowd weren't into it. Crowd weren't making any noise. Crowd were quiet. Crowd were bored. Crowd were checking their phones. When's the main event going to start? And then when Ivar did a top row move, the crowd were like, oh, this is fun. And then they got into the match a little bit. Mm. You could have had this since September of last year. You could have capitalized on this. And I, that's my one criticism I do have about the Triple H era of WWE. I don't think they're very good at capitalizing on momentum. Yeah. I think they drop the ball quite a lot. They're very good at building up guys, but then there's not a lot of follow-up to them. Mm. What's cooler than being cool ice cold is the kind of refrain because yeah it 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 has been that and yet because i know chad gable because i love him as a wrestler i I know he can do it exactly like it's that thing of i know he can pull it out and i know i know that i've always i've always said that you can heat things up like that like Mm -hmm. if you get the right combination of people story and promo you can make things like you could bring sheamus back and whack it in a microwave and it'd be absolutely amazing sure can there's a way to make Sammy versus Gunther feel like the hottest thing. Jay and Gunther tonight, like, I I didn't think... We'll have to talk about that when we get there, because there's there's, there's uh, rumor and innuendo. But um, I, I, I don't know, I wasn't that excited about it until tonight when I was watching it, and I was like, oh, actually, I quite, quite liked it. Um, there's, a, there's always a way to heat things up. Chad Gable is so good, and he was so good in this match. And there's one thing in particular I, I want to highlight when we talk about that. But, like, it's to do with the length of title reigns, I think, in this era, where you want to establish titles mean something. You want to establish that a champion isn't just... It's not a prop. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a thing that you hold and you lose it. But when you have had the belt for a really, really long time... Um, if you're not defending it or if there comes a point where it becomes stale and it becomes predictable, I need to believe that you might lose it. There was that moment in the Usos versus the new day where it was like, either we win this or you become, you break our record where I believed what was going to happen was that the Usos were going to retain, but I still had that flicker of belief in myself that maybe they might switch it up a little bit and that could play into the WrestleMania story. But I, 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 if you don't have that, it becomes... We didn't have that with LA Knight and Roman Reigns at mm-hmm. Crown Jewel. That's why no one really cared. Yeah. You know, so um, it's it's an interesting one with Gunther. I, well, for me, on the on the Chad thing, 
it's a case of, and I said this about Cody when WWE were pivoting from the the original Rock plan. I said, God, WWE are lucky that Cody's so good mm-hmm. that Cody can just do one promo and he'll probably fix all of this because he's that great. That's Chad Gable, but it's in ring. Yeah, like Chad Gable has had all of his momentum just completely cut off from yeah. him because they've not they didn't capitalize on how over he was in September of last year. Bearing in mind as well, I said that you know he's lost you know uh, seven of his last eight matches the one match that he did win was the week after that gunther match mm-hmm. and then every other time we've seen him on tv is either been tags or where he loses or in a singles match where he's lost and it's not even like they were telling a story of him trying to rebuild momentum he was just a guy on tv that was losing yeah but he's so good he's so so good that all it takes is two matches mm. and people are like oh yeah massively into chad gable again so you're lucky that he's that good. Oh my god, but, put him in a match with Julius Creed and I'm going to lose my mind. But you could, like, what would you rather have as, as like a viewer, as a fan, I'm sort of speaking to the audience here, what would you rather have? Would you rather have just a guy that's just can, in two matches can get himself over or a compelling good narrative over several months where he does rebuild himself and is like, I am going to get that match with Gunther. I'm going to have my rematch with Gunther and I'm going to build and build and build on this as opposed to just not being on tv or if you are losing for a few months mm. and then just being like oh now i'm starting yeah it, and it doesn't it's it's this is the other thing with having having to have it all happen at wrestlemania we talked about it with the elimination chamber when there was the idea that maybe the rock roman might take place at elimination chamber this idea that everything has to happen at wrestlemania is uh, i think a mistake the idea that like gunther has to lose the intercontinental title at wrestlemania cody has to win the Intercon- the, the the world championship at wrestlemania WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all for a reason. I get that. I'm not trying to diminish that. I'll take that away. But if you if you say, well, these things have to happen there, you then got or like the idea of um, Cody loses this one because we're going to do it again at WrestleMania 41. I'm like, well, we've got to get to WrestleMania 41. That's ages away. <laughs> like there's so much. And that's when you start feeling like you're spinning the wheels. And like in this moment, you have Ivar doing it. So, so the bit I want to put over with how good Gable is, oh, is yeah. right at the end of the match where... First of all, Gable's been showing why he's Chad Gable and all the things that he's got. He's done the chaos theory, um, essentially just like, I'm strong German suplex. And then he pulls down his straps. And you know how I feel about pulling down a singlet. For me, it's the, the thing that like really gets my head going. He does a moonsault. His moonsault worked. Ivar's didn't. And he goes for a pin. But he doesn't really go for a pin. What he's not, he's not looking to get the three. What he's looking for is Ivar to kick out. So that Ivar can turn his momentum over and Chad's got his foot for the ankle lock. I've trapped you. I've done it. I've got you covered. And Ivar taps out. And like that for me is so genius and so clever. And that's the brilliance. That's the stuff that you as as an audience member are going to see. Even on someone who has lost a lot like Chad Gable has. You're going to see that and go, yes, more of that, please. And that's why I've always believed that you can heat him up in time for a WrestleMania match with Gunther. Mm -hmm. And at the weekend, he beat him by DQ in the house shows. So that's another wrinkle where it's like, interesting. And that got reported a lot. We don't always get reports of results at house shows. That one did. And that's because it feels like a, oh, hang on. I feel that I thought that was slightly overreported because what people don't really talk about is that he didn't beat him by DQ. It set up a six-man tag. Right. And that's a quite standard house show trope. Yeah. Is that a match ends in DQ people run in and a tag match is made. Oh, I've got some chips that have been pissed on. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not your chips. I'm, I'm, I'm pissing on the chips of any yeah. wrestlingnewsite.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like... I don't, I don't, I don't look at that one. Um, 
No, but yeah, I, I take your point. But it is, it is. He's just he's just well good, and I think we he's well look good. At when we, I will, I'll go into it more when we get to the gun to chat. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I think you know, and I'm sure some people will point this out in the comments. This is you know again plans changing because the match was going to be uh, Gunther versus Brock for the IC yeah. title. Obviously, that's not happening now, so you do need to pivot to new plans. I think that Chad Gable is an, as a fine choice. Mm. If it if if Sheamus ever comes back, Sheamus would be a great choice as well. But again, like if you've got to do some real heating up to mm -hmm. trying to get people stoked for that match because um, he's not been around for ages. I think Sammy's a great choice as well. There are some good choices for Gunther, mm. which we'll come on to uh, now, I suppose, because we also had uh, Drew cutting a promo on Cody, and we had New Day cutting a promo on Imperium. They're having a street fight on Raw next week. And that, our main event was Gunther versus Jey Uso. And I thought they had a good match. I thought they worked together really well. I don't think it's like top-tier Gunther matches, but nope. I thought it was a, a, a really good uh, match, a good main event. The final few moments of this though were really, really great when Jay got on his flurry and he hit like four spears in a row, like hit him on a spear, Gunther rolls to the outside. So Jay hits him with another spear on the ring apron, on the on the, the ring apron, and then Gunther rolls to the to the floor and he hits another spear there. And he throws him back in the ring and he hits him with another spear. Goes up top. Uso splash. I was like, wow. He's about to win it. I wasn't thought he was going to win it. I was like, Gunther's going to look wicked when he kicks out of this. Right. Because I never bought into Jay winning the, the belt. So my issue with that is, it's not. I, I wouldn't have felt Gunther looks wicked. I thought Jay looks rubbish. If he's hitting with those spears and he kicks out, it's the same thing. I don't buy a kick out at one. I know everyone went a bit nuts for hooks, <sighs> kick out at one. It doesn't really, it, for me, it's... I think a kick out at one when done right is magical. Mm. When Kenny kicked out at one in that tag match, didn't like it. it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I, I I'm being a grumpus, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Um, but Jay hit the splash. Ref counted one. Ref counted two. Ref went to count the three, and the bell rang. Mm. And the ref went, uh huh. And he stopped his count. And he looked over, and a hooded figure was ringing the bell. And the hooded figure revealed himself. Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> it's, it's one of the traitors. <laughs> and. It's Jay. It's Jimmy. Yeah. It's Jimmy Uso, and he's there cackling away, ringing the bell. Uh, this causes a distraction. Uh, Jay does get like a little near fall off Gunther off the back of it, but then Gunther just uh, nails down. He, he, he rolls him up. He rolls him up. Because yeah. Jay did the, the dive to the outside, and then Gunther rolled him up to get the three counts. So not a strong win for Gunther, which is kind mm. of rare uh, for Gunther in that regard. And then Jimmy beat down Jay after the match, and he stood tall. And it's that it's that weird thing I've had with Jimmy. I, I pointed this out at the Royal Rumble as well. Jimmy is a wacky dude until he's feuding with Jey Uso. Or the only, or then he's like super serious Jimmy Uso. I'm like, oh, who are you then? Are, mm. you, are you wacky dude who sells an RKO for 20 minutes? Or are you serious? Off air. <laughs> but he does these things on TV as well. He's the wacky one of the, yeah. the bloodline. But then he's in a few with Jimmy. He's like, no, I'm super serious. I'm well, a super serious dude now. So I, d I don't think the character completely works. But one of the things I had been saying about Jimmy and Jay is they will need to, excuse me, <clears throat> they will need to do something to get people invested in this match because they've done nothing since SummerSlam. And people did not like the end of the SummerSlam match much. And people didn't really want to see Jimmy versus Jay. And what they did was just stop. Yeah. And they just move them to separate brands and the two parts aren't cross and they just won't, we won't do any build for it whatsoever. So I was like, if you're going to do this match at WrestleMania, you're going to need to do a really good angle to mm. get people into it. And that's what they did here. And I think it's the absolute right angle to do as well. 
because Jimmy cost Jay his title match against Roman at SummerSlam, and he's cost him his title match against Gunther here. I thought this was a very, very good angle to build up their WrestleMania match, or at least start the build to their WrestleMania match. I also think, for me, the Jimmy thing works because he's all fun and games until it's time to get serious. The thing that hasn't worked is the explanation, really, for why he went back into the bloodline. Um, they needed members. Yeah, I mean, the in-character <laughs> explanation. Thanks. Um, but, like... It, it, it's the same thing as how he was all fun and games with Sami Zayn, but then when Roman hit when he hit Roman with the chair, he was the first one to pile mm. on Sami. I kind of like it. There was almost like the, he's ringing the bell and he's going, eh, "I'm doing that." Like, sucks to be you, but also I'm going to batter you. There's something about that 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 can work for me. Um, I also found him getting in his face, yelling, "He's coming for you!" Lovely, mm. like the idea that because on SmackDown, Roman was very much saying, "Like, let's go fix this thing that Jay." got wrong the thing that got roman at the press conference was cody being like oh you're not really a family how's jay jay's cody's mate now mm -hmm. like jay's gonna be part of cody's avengers hopefully like you'd assume so you would assume so i like this i like the idea that roman is that that's why someone being like it didn't feel like it was sent by roman it felt like spite i think it's a bit of both i think yeah. it's like i think there was something in that that was actually kind of chilling when he was saying Roman's coming for you kind of thing. It makes me scared of Roman, which is nice to feel after not caring at Crown Jewel. Like, yeah, I just um, I just thought it was tremendously effective um, and I was a big fan. I thought this was really good. We'll see how the show plays out, I suppose. I really like this. I, I think they needed it. Mm. Um, I mean, it, I, it's what I thought was going to happen. We talked about this on last week's show that... Jimmy cost him the match here. I think for me, it made the most sense. I'm and I'm glad that they've done it. Mm. And I think this is. I think they will have. They should be able to heat this up to be a pretty good ma uh, mania match. Yeah. I don't know if I'm hugely enthused about seeing it. Middle of the card. It's a proper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely middle of the card. Uh, but they've got time to get me invested. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I thought of the show. I, as I said, I gave this five out of five. I thought I, I, a huge thumbs up show for me. The only thing I didn't like was the um, the, the the women's um, just you know standing in a row and chatting and the TNA erasure. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, like that's you know, really, it's a, it's a minus five star match for that. Stop, <laughs> stop lying to me. Stop trying to ignore TNA WWE. Uh, but yeah, I, I vote in our poll. Let us know. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. What did you think of this show? And head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. We've got loads of cool and exclusive content up on there at the moment. A new episode of Survival Series Thunderdome Edition is there for you live. You can go and check that out. As well as our review of Royal Rumble 2014 for WrestleTalk Extra. Our first chapter on the breakup of The Shield. The next episode of that will be going out in a couple of weeks' time. And it'll be us reviewing Extreme Rules 2014. Which features a cage match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. That is rubbish uh, so I look forward to talking about that um, if you're one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers you get your name read out on this show like these fine folk have a glass of Sherry Martell Jay Simmons the real boss Matt Robinson Max Kurt Wallander Wallen Michael Mark for Life Plowman the Batman Nathan Batty the intriguing infrared near Alfredo Whale 
Leader of the Brass, NJ Hornsberg. Parking lot brawl champion, Parker King. Peter Fiber Brontus. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by Swap Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. And Raw's brand ambassador, Redman2490. That is your Hall of Fame class for Tuesday, the 20th of Feb. So let's get into the rest of your remaining Ultra Chats. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call. Restore.com forward slash support. Blake here says, Gunther is starting to plateau for me. It feels like they don't know what to do with him after he drops the IC title. But like, what does he do? If Drew wins, do we get a heel versus heel feud for the World Heavyweight Championship? Does he win money in the bank? What the F does he do for Mania 2 Berlin? Um, when, it, when it's the plateauing, that's what I mean by once you've held the belt too long, you sort of feel a bit stagnant. The, the, the match, I said it a couple of weeks ago, the match has become a bit rote. Like, I'm, I, I know what to expect, and so I'm not as intrigued. Um, but I, I feel like after you drop the title, you're going to have a moment of cooling off and go away for a couple of months and chill out and have a break. You've done really well, thanks for all your work, and then come back. And I do think World Heavyweight title in time for... It could be Cody's first opponent or Cody's opponent that takes it off him. Like, I don't know. There's, there's something you, you can absolutely do stuff with Gunther come Basha Berlin. Yeah, I'd imagine if he's sticking around on Raw then there's a World Heavyweight title picture to be having that. I think there's, you're right. I think there's something to be said for taking a little bit of time off mm. after losing the belt at Mania. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, I think the, the for me, it's less about Gunther is plateauing as champion and more that Creative is plateauing with Gunther's yeah. run as champion. Because... Like it's it's mad to think they haven't given him a credible champion since the Miz, mm-hmm. and even then the Miz wasn't really seen as a credible threat. But Miz and Gunther worked together so well that they made Miz mm. feel like an actual credible threat to the title. Yeah, but like I never believed that Miz was going to win the belt. Mm. But Miz made me believe he could win the belt because it's the greatest of all time. And I feel that we haven't had that with Gunther since. Mm. And part of that is because he can't travel yeah. to the international shows. But also, like, it's, you know, that could do stuff on Raw. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I feel like they really haven't. Charles Berg has been a member for 33 months in a row. Great episode. I had lots of fun. I think R-Truth may be one of the best members of the WWE roster. He's reliable, has an enduring character, and he gets popped. The crowd went ballistic when he was doing the John Cena stuff. It was yeah. great. Pepper Lane here said, My issue with Bakel Rodriguez is that she always has this I'm just happy to be here expression. So it's quite difficult for me to see her as a credible competitor or threat for anything maybe she started showing some grit jam that jam that actually does hit the nail on the head in her defense she was pretty laid up there for a hot minute with a pretty vicious looking injury there was a hot chance that she might not have been able to do it anymore she probably is quite happy she's back to be honest i'm gonna let her have that tonight i will say though i do see what you're saying and in the past i have seen a little bit of grit from her and that is when i've gone oh yeah come on more of that i was gonna say dan i would say she had that expression before the injury she did but this because she has today but that's that's a main oh biggie's made a return and he looks a bit too thrilled about it no no no, because biggie didn't have that going before the injury that was also that was also his character yeah that's his character my issue with raquel rodriguez she has no character Mm. her character is back I have one. That is what her character is. So she just goes like, back, right? Hey, hey, hey let's go. And I'm like, why do I care about you? 
I much better in NXT. Caleb M has been a member for 28 months in a row. Said honestly, our truth is a national treasure and should be protected by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> KL says uh, I did not like how they skipped Gunther's entrance and also didn't like how he came out first before Jay. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I hate when champs come out first. I hate when champs come out first. It was weird. a lot of entrances were skipped. Yeah, I've, well, I felt like they ran out of time at the end of the show this because you know they were showing the, the, the bull riding guy. Uh, Matthew here says. Say it with me, Dan. Today is a wonderful Feb 20. <laughs> no, I'm not going to keep opening myself up to flagellation. Uh, Seth pins Roman in the night one tag main event. He then gets cashed in on by Priest, who lost the tag titles to Truth earlier in the night. It's then a fatal four-way on night two, including Sammy and Drew. Drew wins. Hey, again, which of the... Uh, okay, so that's chat one, I guess, is the end of that one there. Uh, thoughts? I'm sorry. Um... Uh, sure I, I, I don't overbook yeah don't overbook oh. we've got we've got till july yes and at the moment july oh with money in the bank with money right. in the bank and at the moment priest doesn't feel like that he doesn't yeah. feel like anywhere near this so don't overbook i'm did glad he said i'm did glad i'm glad he did say in an interview why oh, yeah, not cashed in? Yeah, yet. the reason why I'm not cashing in at the moment is because Seth's injured. Yeah. It'd be nice to put that on TV. Like, yeah. But, you know. Um, the, Matthew has a follow up question here, which is uh, Which of these 2018 to 2020 WWE rating boost ideas were your least favorite and which was the funniest? Wildcard rule, every TV matches two out of three falls, quarterly brand invitational, Raw Underground, and Raw's third hour gets dark. Oh my God, the two out of three falls was bollocks. That, for me, that's the funniest one. Right. That was the one that I think we laughed at the most because, like, this is absolute nonsense. Yeah, I, 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 I thought Raw Underground was alright. I thought the third hour getting dark was funny for me because it was like, it's you just turned a couple of lights off. No, actually, I, I'm going to say that back. I do think Raw Underground is the funniest yeah. one because it was, it, it was sweaty Shane. Do you, remember, do you remember the first episode where there were strippers? No, because it blocked it from my memory along with the rest of that godforsaken year. There's strippers behind him. And he's suddenly going, yeah. <laughs> this big Alan Partridge energy that he's got about him. Oh. Raw Underground was... But then there was that moment in Raw Underground where the Hurt Business showed up and like beat everyone up. And I was like, maybe Raw Underground could be cool. It wasn't. Uh, anyway, Matthew, with our final uh, one here, says, last one, lads. Dan, you can have Kathy Kelly, but Bianca today was just insane. As Ten <laughs> says, God is good. Need that Jade-Bianca match at Mania. As an Aussie, I'm a bit disappointed in the Elimination Chamber show. It doesn't feel big to me. Uh, Dan, you've got me back to going to the gym. Good. I, I mean, I'm not going back to the gym. I, I did I did a few days of workouts and hurt myself so much that I've had to recover. But we'll be back there next week. Oh, Dan mentioned he went to the, he's been working out again. It's all he ever talks about these days. Um... But yeah, I also would like to see that Jade Bianca match at Mania. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, fine. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do with Bianca? She's not going for the titles. I just don't want to do. Uh, I don't want to do it too soon. But then again, why not? Yeah, why yeah. not? And uh, I mean, I thought Dave had this point, which I thought was interesting because the report was Jade Cargill was going to be the chamber, and Dave was like, "Why would you put Jade Cargill in that match where she has to lose?" Yeah, that's true. Like, why have her in a match where you, you have to pin her? The Rumble was different. Yeah, exactly. R- Rumble was completely different kettle of fish. So apply that to your Chelsea green logic. Because <laughs> you're not getting pinned, not because it's serious. The rules of the match are literally different. You are panicking at the wrong disco there in terms of what you're trying to say about my thoughts. Um, 
Anyway, uh, I also agree. Uh, the chamber doesn't feel big, but we'll talk about that on tomorrow's uh, prediction show. Caleb here says three things. I can't stop thinking about from this episode: how much I love the finish of the Cody Drew match, mm-hmm. how much I love seeing Gable finally win with the ankle lock, and how excited I'm to see, to see Jimmy and Jay in Philly. That's brotherly nice. love. I oh yeah yeah see brotherly love. That's funny. Um, you know what I mean with an ankle lock, and then you lie down with the legs. Oh. The grapevine. The grapevine. Oh! Aran here says, I like Pat. I get why some don't, but I've been a football fan since his day, so I'm biased. But I think I have, uh, but I think having someone legit excitable and slightly less knowledgeable, more like a fan as color commentator, is good for drawing and keeping casual fans like me. Fashual, fashual fans. What are casual fans. Casual fans. Sorry. It's been a long day. Um, uh, Luke, what, I've done two episodes of Survival Series. Yeah, today, we did, yeah. And, and I've done the news, and I've done the predictions, and I've still got some other stuff that I need to yeah, as well. it's a heavy performance day. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what if the character reason Jimmy is more serious is because he goofs around during Roman's feuds, but takes it seriously when it's him versus his blood for superiority? I take it more seriously when I play sports against my brother than against just a friend. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I also can say, I think the idea of having a fan as a colour commentator is good for drawing and keeping fans. There was a thing back in uh, the noughties uh, where they had literal fan commentaries for um, sport, for uh, football. For football. As that's actually how we used to watch it. Right. I thought it was way funnier to have the fan commentary on than to have proper sports people talking about serious oh, yeah, stuff. Because aren't you sick of experts? <laughs> well, it's, like, it's football. So like, yeah. I don't... I don't... Well, like, it's, it's, I like I like it for the analysis kind of thing. So oh. I, I I found that to be a bit abrasive, and that was the parallel I was going to draw. But I've preached to the wrong crowd. <laughs> you just like chaos. It's just, well, football's just a bit of banter, isn't it? Like it's 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 not yeah, so, it's, like, like, it's not the most serious thing in the world. So just no, like, there is wrestling. So, so like Pat McAfee. Well, Pat, yeah, but he's also a prick. So like it's <laughs> it's hard. And if there were people on there who were acting like pricks, I didn't like them much mm, either. Right. But like because it's just them just having a bit of banter with each other. So I, I kind of preferred it to the normal commentary. I, I like that. I like. I think my point is I like I like the actual commentary of what's going on. I feel like it adds to the flavor of so much more than. So- I do, I will say I do like it though when, for instance, a Jerry Lawler was always taking the side of a heel. That's that was great. And and you know Jr. is being like, "Come on, Rock, this is it. You've got it. You've got your moment." Like I, I like that part of it, which I think is what Pat McAfee brings. Um, yeah, I mean, no bad bully's been a bad a bad bully. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about Pat? Just then, you reminded me. Of- You're oh, supposed to. Well, no, the no, it, it was it was in reference to that of having a fan on uh, on color commentary. Mm. Well, we had that with Matt Stryker, and it wasn't good then either. He was marking out, bro. He was marking out, bro. He really was. Michael Cole did not like him much. Uh, Leia here says, Long time watcher, first time ultra chatter. Just wanted to say that Cody Drew match was beautiful and such an exciting start. A wonderful roar, in my opinion. Also, you two are my favorite to listen to. Thanks Aww. for helping me enjoy wrestling, Jam That Jam. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, Heart Warrior Dad says, I was at the show last night. Crowd was hot all night. Lot of fun. After it went off the air, Cody came out for the save and then brought out Punk to say hello to the crowd and have some fun. Overall, a great show. I, I watched that video. I quite like that for Punk. Mm-hmm. It was quite nice. I think that's, the, you know, not to be an armchair psychologist, but when you're when you're when you're sad because you can't be involved, there's a way to be involved, and yeah. you know it, it was nice. Uh, Zico has been a member for 30 months in a row. Says hello, sexy boys. Ready to catch these lives as they're 2 a.m. for me. Damn time zones. Get ready for this weekend. Thank you for all you do. Remember when? Okay, remember when Angel Garza put roses up people's bums? Honestly, no. I do. Uh, I do now. Yeah, anyway. We have a couple more up there in case you missed. Before we go too far down. 
Uh, Justin here says, idea for Gunther at Mania, Gauntlet match. Have Gunther be dominant against multiple cars like Bronson, Chad, Ivar, Ricochet, and the final two and en- uh, the final entrant is Seamus, who beats Gunther for the belt, still protects Gunther, who can go for the world. I think you've overthought this, Justin. Well, uh, I think uh, if you just want to do Seamus and Gunther, just do Seamus and Gunther. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the worst idea in the world, but no, I, no. you know. But I, I feel but you, like... You keep Gunther strong and bury about five other people, but well, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's like, I feel sometimes as fans, we just overthink things. And then Damien Priest cashes in and gets it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the simplest option is just do the match you want to do. And then Stone Cold comes out. Uh, Mr. Toff has been a member for 13 months in a row, said, call it a pivot or a work. WWE are on a roll and are doing a great job in story, and I can't wait for the run-up to Mania. Jam of that jam. Agreed. Ten Ruzza, it's always interesting hearing people from the UK mark out for the US. Here in Australia, it's way better and less mad, but mad for good reasons. Lads, come to Australia. You'll prefer it here. First drinks on me. I will only come when you sort out your spider issue. My God. Uh, yes. Have you seen your spiders? They're too big. They're too big. And they're everywhere. Danny Minogue in her book. Yes, I've read Danny Minogue's book. But Danny Minogue in her book once said that she was just having a shower. She turned to the side and there was just this giant thing on the wall. No, thank you. No, thank you. I do, however, really like watching Australian baristas. They've got these logs where they just set up the camera and make drinks for about an hour. That's very calming. And I would say this, you know, I'm going to put over Australia. Yeah, look. Do you know what Australia's really... I've got relatives there. Ten pound poms. Do you know what uh, Australia's really good at? Taking other countries tv formats and making them better right so married at first sight was a yeah that's true was a very good social experiment yeah. australia looked at that i was like oh wouldn't it be better though if, they, if they just hated each other <laughs> i beg of you to stop and they made it a better tv show and like so, so married at, married at first sight australia is so much better than the uk one mm. that the uk one has just copied the australian format also say as well i think traders australia was better than the first series of uk traders that first series of traders australia is incredible Mm. a clairvoyant is one of and that's why because america took because they australia took our uh, concept actually a dutch concept but took a concept and made it better because they're Mm. like you know who should be in this a clairvoyant and a private detective Mm. oh it was so much better shout out to my uncle alan and auntie pat in melbourne Nice. I hope you're watching. Plus, Bluey. Um, to celebrate, uh, sorry, uh, also bring revolution big business. To celebrate WrestleMania 40, I wouldn't mind Austin Foley being involved in the Rock and Bloodline. It'll be fun. Give us the chaos of the energy era. Give us the chaos of HBK rock segments. Pass the torch big time to this gen on the big stage. Cody has got to win, though. I don't actually hate. Uh, look, I don't hate Austin and Foley getting involved. I will also say there was. I keep thinking about Mick Foley because that's that, that segment you have with Punk going around where it was like 29 days, mate. 29 days in my three reigns as champion. I'm a legend kind of thing. That I think about that a lot when we talk about like Gunther's long reign or yeah. Roman's long reign and the argument for keeping it going till Hulkamania, which I'll tell you something about afterwards that I've thought about, but that we don't have time. Yeah, we don't have time for that, unfortunately. But we, what we do have time is that Australia is better than America. Uh, out of rim, <laughs> Commonwealth. Uh, out of Rim Observer has been in Menberg for 20 months in a row. So if Bron is going to be on SmackDown, who is Gunther going to face at Mania? You figured he would be on Raw, and WWE clearly still has the brand split, I guess. Um, well, I, uh, yeah, it's Chad, I guess. We'll find out. Yeah. And Alex here says, Dan, you can't tell Americans that their dating format is wrong when the podcast video is titled by month, day, year. Also, I... Luke, have you, hold on, have you heard of a new board game, Sonic Roll? It plays exactly like a classic Sonic the Hedgehog game. I will check that out. So I can answer this question for you. Uh, but first, can I say, I don't title the videos. Number one, leave me out of this. I'm just a, an, I'm just a small town boy living in a lonely world. D- Dan's job is to come here with his insights and his good looks and his punctuality. Everything else 
is all set up by me and 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 you know and, uh, you know our wonderful team that we have working here. The reason I don't know how to work a computer. <laughs> The reason why our video titles are dated the way that they are is because the majority of our viewers are American. And Americans, if they see it the other way around, think we've done it wrong. They freak the f*** out. And so the other thing is we title it the same way that WWE titled theirs. Yeah. Because it's just a bit of like, it, it matches, it's good for the algorithm and stuff. So it, it kind of ties them together. So that's why they're titled that way. It's not because we think it's the correct way of doing it. It's just that's the way that WWE title it because they're American and majority like 60 I think it's 70 65 maybe 70 percent of our audience is American and beans on toast is amazing yeah look even with the wrestle purist posted up a picture of uh chips the other day and it was one of those like which of the four it was gravy curry sauce cheese or mushy peas and he was like you can't be serious with this and I messaged being like the correct answer I I was like the correct answer is gravy for the well that's how that curry sauce well, that's and what, actually, like, well, that, and that's what, and gravy. That's what I said. I was like, really, the correct answer here is gravy, but curry sauce, it's a banger. because they don't do it down south, is it, I, they do gravy down south, uh, is what I'll have. I'll have curry sauce. Chips, uh, cheese, I, I can kind of sort of take or leave. Mushy peas, I, oh, I can also take or I'm leave. All about but if I'm, if I'm taking sauces, if I'm having a fish and chips, it's curry sauce or tartar sauce. Battered sausage dumped in the mushy peas. I, if I'm getting, if I'm getting, well, I mean, obviously I don't now, but if I, when I was eating battered sausages, that and curry sauce, mate. Oh, oh, oh it's delicious. Well, now I know anyway, what I'm Anyway, come at me with your grits. Hey, you want this bowl <laughs> of grey slop? Also, a pie is not another word for pizza. No, it isn't. No, it's not. A pie is a pie. And, all, and actually, if I'm going to your fancy restaurant and you tell me you're serving me a pie and all it is is a casserole with a pastry lid on top, that's not a pie. I'll have five quid off my uh, my meal, thank you very much. That's not a pie. This is why the revolution happened, isn't it? This is why the, uh, they've got independence. They didn't want any part of us. <laughs> anyway, let's end the poll uh, and see what you thought of this. It's not a pizza pie. That's not a thing, Hector. It's not a pizza pie. <laughs> 80% thumbs up. Thanks um, for taking the heat off me. <laughs> 60% thumbs in the middle. Um, and 2% uh, thumbs down. So you go, 8% thumbs up. Lovely. I actually thought it was going to be higher. I thought this was a great show. Yeah, I think there was a few things that were a bit lacking. Um, yeah. So I can understand that. But I, I liked it. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for on this edition. We're back tomorrow with the predictions for Elimination Chamber. So please do join us for that. Press the subscribe button. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on uh, British cuisine. Um, but I'll only... <laughs> listen- I'm not wrestling. But I will only listen to the positive ones. Thank you very much. Because anyone who says that British cuisine is bad is objectively wrong. <laughs> uh, and we will see you on Thursday as well for the AEW Dynamite Review. I've been the Cohen DAD. That has been Dan. Jam that jam. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.